0: You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 215.
1: Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy.
0: Welcome back, everyone. This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast. And the question that I have for you today is does the number on the scale define you? And maybe you don't know, right? Does the number on the scale consume you? Maybe you've never asked yourself that before. And really what I want to know is does the number on the scale impact who you are, who you feel like you are every single day? Because what I'm seeing is that people are so connected to being a certain number on the scale that it is literally, changing who they are or how they act every single day. And so I wanna talk about that because for one, sometimes when I bring these things up, it helps people think about where they're at and if that might be them. And then two, I wanna talk about some ways that we can work on how to fix this so that you're not so tied to being a number on the scale. We are gonna talk about all of that today. After this.
1: And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration.
0: In today's Eagle Eye on Health, we are talking about full-fat dairy making a comeback. And this comes from Idea Fitness Magazine. They say that an ever-expanding pile of research papers is challenging the idea that we need to avoid full-fat varieties of dairy products like yogurt and milk. There may be no need to settle for fat-free versions that could be less satisfying. For instance, a new study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition involving more than 2,900 U.S. seniors aged 65 and above found that whole fat dairy consumption appears to do little harm when it comes to cardiovascular disease. Scientists came to this conclusion by measuring blood levels of three fatty acids found in dairy products. Including trans palmitol I can barely say it, acids related to heart disease and all cause mortality, at the beginning of the study in 1992, and then again years six and 13. So they did it in 1992, and then at year six, and then at year 13. Not only were none of the fats sourced from dairy significantly associated with death, but one type. One of the fatty acids was linked to lower rates of cardiovascular disease mortality. Now this drives home the point that higher fat foods like cheese need not be banished from our diets. As long as we practice some degree of portion control, there are no guidelines stating that we should have no saturated fat in our diets. We simply need to cap it at a certain level. And just so you know, the dietary guidelines for Americans suggest that saturated fats account for less than 10% of total daily calories. This research should give pause to people replacing plain whole fat yogurt with a flavored fat-free type that may be loaded with added sugars to avoid high fat content. And I have gone through, uh, I think we did a whole dairy podcast before, talking about should you have full fat, should you have no fat, is one healthier than the other. What you really want to take into account is that the body does need a certain amount of fat. So you don't want to go through your day fat-free all day, like in the old days with the fat-free diets, which we talk about all the time and we laugh about the the fat-free Entenmann's and all the different fat-free foods where I would eat the entire box of cookies because it would say it was fat-free not understanding that it still had a ton of calories in it, a ton of sugar in it. And it never made me uh, skinny. I can tell you that I think I was at my heaviest during the fat-free days. We do need a certain amount of fat in our diet, and it's totally fine if it comes from dairy. Now, one thing you might note is that I personally use a fat-free yogurt in my Eagle Shake. But the reason that I do that is because I get so much healthy fat. Besides that, in my diet during the day, meaning I probably have half an avocado a day, I have peanut butter every day, I have an egg yolk every day. I'm getting all the healthy fat that I need in the day, so much so that I probably don't need more. And so I just opt for a non fat Greek yogurt for my Eagle Shake because I'm already getting all the healthy fat that I need. But it's not because non fat yogurt is healthier. It's not healthier by any means. It just doesn't have that fat in it, but it has a lot of protein in it still. Now, if you were someone who didn't get a lot of fat in your diet, like you don't eat eggs and you never eat peanut butter and you don't have avocados, then a full fat dairy is going to be essential for you. And as they said, it, it doesn't prove to harm your health or your cardiovascular system, but you do have to monitor the portion. You can't just have unlimited fat in your diet, and certainly full-fat dairy is a lot of fat. So everything in moderation, as I always say, but by no means be afraid of full-fat dairy products. Now, the only non-fat dairy I eat is the Greek yogurt. Just so you know, I eat full-fat cheese, and full fat in sour cream. And you know, on those, I never skimp and go low fat or no fat because those tend to have a lot of extra preservatives and sodium added. And that, like they were saying at the end of this article, you have to be careful even with some of the non fat yogurts. Sometimes they add a lot of sugar to them so that it will sweeten it for, for people. So always read the label, no matter what it is, and just make sure that there's not a lot of extras added. But by no means should you be afraid of having full fat dairy. Dairy in general is a wonderful source of protein and calcium. So whenever I have a client who tells me they're dairy free, I always cringe for a second because I know it's just going to be harder for them to get in different protein sources and also sometimes their calcium levels are not where they need to be so if you're a dairy-free person but you actually don't have any dairy intolerance you just do it because you think it's healthy just fyi it's not healthy i mean it's not healthier to be dairy-free unless you have an intolerance all right so there you go that's everything on dairy that you need to know and now we're going to get back to this topic That definitely resonates with so many women, and it's this number on the scale. This number. So the first thing is, how many of you have this number that you think you should be? And this, you know, whenever I ask my clients, because I do ask them, well, what is your goal weight? Sometimes I hear these numbers, and I I wonder, where did you come up with this number? Like, sometimes I get a funny number, like 127.6. I'm not kidding. I have seen people have a goal with a number that's like, where, where did 0.6 come from, you know? And they said, well, that's what I was in high school, or that's what I was in college, or that's what I was before I had the twins. And, and so everyone has this association with some number that they think they should be today, just because they were that years ago, right? And so the first thing is defining what weight you want to be at. Is it even something that's realistic? or or that you should be, you know, because what I weighed in high school is not what I should weigh today. I hadn't even developed a woman's body in high school. Um, So you know, the body does change. So first you just want to make sure that you're setting a realistic number, but then you really want to think about if this number is consuming you. And what I mean by that is do you wake up every morning and get on the scale? And your mood for the day is going to be completely determined by what you see when you look at that number, because that's really dramatic, that that number should play into your joy or your sadness or your depression that day, right? Let me tell you a funny story. I know someone, I'm not going to say who, but she once got on the scale. First of all, she was feeling good good morning. It's not me, by the way. <laughs> it's not me. It sounds like it's me. It's not me. I would tell you if it was me. But she was having a good morning, she told me. And she got on the scale, feeling good. And she looked at the scale and the number was like, whoa. She had gained weight. Like a lot. And she had no idea why or what happened. But she looked down. She saw this number. It was a lot more than she anticipated. And all of a sudden, she was so depressed. Right? She gets off the scale. She goes upstairs. She's literally told me that her day was ruined. She just wanted to crawl back into bed. She was like disappointed in herself. You know, all the negative stuff that comes up. And it's so sad. Like this number created this whole emotional routine for her, right? In such a sad, negative way. Really a beggar day. Well, she comes to find out later that someone had messed with the scale in the bathroom it wasn't balanced back in those days it like you know you could balance the scale a lot of these electric ones you can't but back in the day you could balance it well it wasn't balanced so she realized oh she had to reset it she had to balance it and then when she got back on the scale the next morning she was at her normal weight or maybe even lost a pound whatever it was she realized it was because someone had hit something on the back of the scale. So now she's so happy. She's so happy. She feels proud. She feels strong. She feels empowered. It's like, it's like a new day, and she feels great. And I'm listening to this story way back when, and I'm thinking, okay, so nothing actually changed from day A to j- day B. Your weight was the same on both days. The thing that changed was what you thought your weight was because the scale was off. And isn't it amazing that that number completely affected who she was that day, how she felt, what she wanted to do, her sadness, crawling back into bed, but she was exactly the same weight, but the number played that game with her. So why do I bring this up? Not because all of your scales are not leveled and and balanced. Well, that could be, like you should always check your scale if it's way off one day, Um, but because... I don't think a number should change so much about our attitude and how we feel. Like if you're feeling good, you ever get on the scale and you're like, oh, I know it's going to be a good day on the scale because I feel great right now. And then it's not really a good number for you because you see the number is up in weight or whatever. If you felt good getting on the scale, it's almost like I'd rather you just not get on the scale. Like, you feel good. Do you have to get on the scale? You don't always have to get on the scale, right? If you feel good and you feel fit and you feel happy and you've been eating well, then maybe that's enough. I don't want the number on the scale to then set you back emotionally, right? Again, these are just things to think about the next time you get on the scale. Now, how do you really know? Like... How do you know? Does the number define you? Is it defining who you are and the day that you will have? Well, ask yourself this. Number one, do you check your weight daily and like not let a day go by that you don't get on the scale? Like you are obsessed and you have to get on the scale every single day. Because if that's you, you're probably a little bit consumed by your weight and very likely, if the scale is up a pound one day, you might let it impact your day and how you feel about yourself and your energy and everything, right? So that's the first thing. Are you checking your weight daily? Two, if you let it impact your mood and let it cause depression or even cause like the euphoric feeling when you're like, oh, I'm down a few pounds, like, oh, I'm going to have a better day now. Do you let your weight impact your mood like? Cause if that's going to be the determining factor in your mood that day, then yes, the number is defining you and consuming you right now. And we want to do something about that. Number three, if you think about your weight all through the day, are you someone who's kind of like consumed with it all day? Like not only are you so consumed with what you're going to eat and how much you're going to eat and when you get to eat next, but you're also like, well, My weigh-in was not good this morning, and that sort of sits with you all day. Or my weight was so awesome this morning, and I don't want to do anything to, to hurt that for tomorrow. Like, do you actually think about your weight during the day? Because if you do, then this number might be defining you and consuming you to a level that's not quite where we want it to be. How about this one? Number four, do you weigh in more than once a day? So I used to think weighing in every single day was sort of a lot for people, and some people just love to do it, and that's fine. But then I found out some people were weighing in more than once a day. And that one I just don't really understand, just so you all know. Like, your weight is going to go up pretty much all through the day because you're eating, you're drinking, I hope you're hydrating a ton. You're gonna have so much water in you at one point that you will be up as the day goes on. So I'm not quite sure what the motivation is when people weigh in in the afternoon and then they weigh in before bed. Other than that, you're completely consumed. (laughs) If you're weighing in more than once a day, I think we've now gone above and beyond where we need to be. And I highly don't want you to be in that place. And then number five, the last thing is, are you someone who goes on diets immediately when you see a number on the scale? Meaning, is there a number that you see on the scale where all bets are off? Okay, starvation starts today. I can't believe I just saw that number. And you let the number on the scale determine your diet schedule versus what your body needs for your diet schedule. Because if you're someone who keeps going on a diet and keeps going on a detox and keeps going on a cleanse every time you see a certain number that you're afraid of on the scale, I don't know if that's helping you right now. And especially if you see this recurring over and over and over and over then maybe whatever you're doing isn't really working, right? So what I want you to think about are, are those five things something that happened to you, something that affects you? Because maybe then you know, okay, this number is impacting me more than I realized. And it really shouldn't. I don't want the number on the scale to define who you are. I don't want the number on the scale to define the day that you're going to have. I want how you feel to define who you are, how you feel to define how your day might go. And let's face it, you might wake up on a Monday and have eaten terrible all weekend. And so you wake up and you don't feel great, right? Okay, I don't feel great. I ate bad all weekend. I don't need to get on the scale to prove that to me. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to clean up my diet and get back on track right now with breakfast. And I'm going to hydrate all day and I'm going to work out today and I'm going to get back to my balanced diet. I don't need to get on the scale to know that that's what has to happen, right? And if getting on the scale is going to completely bum you out and make you feel like a failure, which you're not, then you just can't do it and you just shouldn't do it. So hopefully you're starting to understand where I am with this, that this number actually is impacting way too much of your life. So what can you do? Well, if you do want to weigh in, and I'm not anti-weighing in, but I think that weighing in two times a week should be the max. And that's what I do for my clients. They weigh in on Monday, and they weigh in on Friday, and that is it. Okay, And the reason that I do that is we always weigh in on Monday, and then we weigh in on Friday just to see how things are going. Is the balanced nutrition working? Are the calories I have you at working? Are the macronutrients I have you at working? And usually by Friday, we can see some kind of positive change, meaning they've lost some weight. But then a weekend can sabotage that. And we all know weekends are the hardest, right? So having that Friday weight tells me if things were on track before perhaps they went out for three different dinners and drank too much that weekend. And then on Monday, the number, you know, either didn't change from the Monday before or is higher. So I think that a bi-weekly weigh-in is the max that you should be doing. Now, sometimes I have clients and they will email me on like a Tuesday or a Thursday and they're like, I weighed in and my weight is up. And then I say, why did you weigh in today? Well, because I weigh in every day. And then my response is, if you're going to weigh in every day, then you cannot be upset when you see the scale go up. Because your weight goes up every, up and down every single day. That's normal. You're never going to be at one number every single day. Weight goes up, weight goes down, weight goes up, weight goes down. We always look at a Monday to Monday time frame to see weight loss. That's what I'm looking at. What was your one week weight loss? But if you're going to weigh in every day, don't be upset when you see the scale go up. Because it's going to go up, maybe every other day, and then it comes back down. And this is from sodium levels. This is from hormones. This is from stress levels. This is from sleep issues. Like, so many things impact your weight each day. So you want to look at the week-to-week, not the day-to-day. So, bi-weekly weigh-ins max. Never weigh in after your morning weight. There's no purpose to it. There's no point to it. It's telling you nothing. So I tell my clients, you're going to weigh in in the morning. Please weigh in after you've gone to the bathroom, hopefully a bell movement. That's the best time if you can, before you eat breakfast and before you work out. Do not weigh in after you work out because then you've already lost water weight from sweating, okay? We cannot have you weigh in after you've worked out. So always first thing in the morning... Hopefully after the bathroom, before a workout, and before breakfast. That's when you weigh in. You don't weigh in in the afternoon, and you don't weigh in before bed. There's no point to doing that unless you want to make yourself crazy. And then the last thing is you need to decide this on your own. You need to decide that you're done with fad diets forever so that you can just start living a healthy lifestyle. If you're going to go on a fad diet every time you get on the scale and the number is not what you want it to see, then you're going to drop some weight because you did something extreme and then you're going to add more weight back on when you can't sustain it. you got to stop that because it's not helping you, right? We've all been there, including me. The fad diets just don't work. The extreme diets, the cleanses, the detoxes, the ketos, they don't work. So stop doing it. I feel like my clients get to a certain age when they tell me, You were right. I'm finally ready to stop doing all those crazy diets. And I think their partners are so happy when they're finally done with all the crazy (laughs) diets because they don't want to know on one more Monday the new diet that their partner is starting, right? So you've got to make that choice when you're ready. And maybe you're not ready yet. You want to go on a few more fad diets and cry because you're starving? Go ahead. And then you'll realize at some point that it's not giving you the best healthy body or the best healthy life. So I just want you to think about these things today. I want you to ask yourself, do you tend to be depressed when you get on the scale? Do you tend to be extremely happy when you get on the scale? Is your weight impacting your mood and your life more than you realize? Because life is too short to let the number on the scale determine what kind of day you're going to have. And like my friend, she got on the scale she didn't see a number she wanted to see. She was completely obsessed. She was completely upset, I should say, and so depressed. And yet she was literally the right weight that she wanted to be. Nothing had changed except this external number on the scale because she hadn't balanced it out. It's time to stop letting the number affect your mood. And that if you are seeing a lot of depression, if you're seeing anger, in relation to your weight or when you look at your body, it's something that you do want to face and it's something that you have to ask yourself if maybe other external factors are also applying in this situation. You know, if you're depressed, if you're angry, if, you, if you're not happy when you look at your body, if you're upset when you see the scale and it's really creating a depression, it could be time to seek out a therapist. There is no shame in getting outside help, especially when it comes to your health. Your mental health is going to affect your physical health. And so I refer a lot of clients to get therapy because there's a lot of sabotage that's going on continuously, even though they do great, but then there's a lot of sabotage and they can't figure out why. And a lot of them go through therapy and they figure out why, and they get past it. And it's really powerful. So I just wanna make sure that you know that you are not the number on the scale. And if it does affect your day and it affects your mood, I want you to do everything you can to take note of that right now, to maybe turn this podcast off and give yourself a few minutes to think about it, to think about if it's helping your life to get on the scale every day or three times a day, or if it's not, instead of really checking in with how you feel every day. Like, I just want you to feel so good from eating healthy and exercising that you don't even need to get on a scale. Because let's face it, at some point you get to the point where you shouldn't really need to weigh yourself. Like you probably know how your clothes fit if you've gained some weight, right? And some people, they do have to put the scale away because they're completely obsessed with it. And so then we have to say, just take the scale out altogether. My only concern with doing that sometimes is that I have seen people who don't have a scale for a long period of time and they end up putting on so much weight that I think if they'd seen the incremental weight gain over the months and months and months, they would have stopped it a little earlier maybe. But again, it just depends. It depends how obsessed you are and how much emotion it is bringing to your life. So all in all, all I ever want for my clients is for them to live their healthiest life, to live their happiest life, and to not be so consumed with this number, with this goal number that they want to hit, but be more consumed about how healthy can I get? How fit can I get? How happy will my doctor be when they get my blood results? Like that's another great one in 2020 with COVID, so many of my clients that were focusing on their health said they went to their doctors and their doctors had these amazing comments like you're the only one who's lost weight and has better cholesterol during covid than any of my patients (laughs) i was so proud that so many doctors said that to my clients this year and last year in 2020. it's about being healthy everyone it's not about being skinny. And being skinny won't make you happy. So figure out how you got to do it. Check in today and ask yourself, does the number define you? How can you fix it? Do you need to get some outside help? Whatever the case may be, I hope this podcast episode made you think today about where you're at and hopefully get you to an even better place soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Earn That Body podcast. Now, look, I don't do any sponsorship. I don't do any ads because I don't think anything is more annoying during a podcast. Am I right? But the only thing I ask is that you please give the podcast a review on iTunes. If you could do that on the app or you can go on the computer to iTunes, Give the podcast a rating and review because that is what helps me get to the top of these podcast levels where more viewers can find the podcast. And it is my goal to pay health forward. I don't make any money from the podcast. I just want to reach as many people as possible to help them get fit, to help them get healthy, and to really educate them with nutrition. So thank you so much for joining me today. The Earn That Body podcast is always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information you can put into play